0: This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of bipartite patella from the pediatric section on orthobullets.com. A bipartite patella is a congenital condition caused by failure of the patella to fuse. It is typically asymptomatic, found incidentally, and does not require treatment. Remember that a bipartite patella is a normal patella variant representing a failure of fusion and is often confused with patella fractures. As far as the epidemiology, the incidence of bipartite patella is 2-3% of the population. As far as the demographics, there is no notable sex predilection for bipartite patellas. As far as the location, bipartite patella is most often found in the supralateral region, that is type 3, and we'll go over the classification system later on in the episode. Bipartite patellas are bilateral in 50% of cases. Again, bipartite patellas are bilateral in 50% of cases. As far as the pathophysiology of bipartite patella, it's considered a developmental variation of ossification. You can have a painful bipartite patella following injury, and direct or indirect injury results in disruption of the fibrocartilaginous zone between the main patella and the accessory fragment. The fibrocartilaginous zone cannot heal by bony union, resulting in persistent pain. Remember that there is a lack of arterial penetration from the patella to the osteochondral fragment, and the vastus lateralis contributes to traction force in the fragment separation and nonunion. Associated conditions with bipartite patella include nail patella syndrome and a patella fracture. And remember that compared with patella fractures, bipartite patellas are located superlaterally, have smooth rounded borders, and may have similar findings on the contralateral knee radiographs in 50% of cases. Now, let's go over some relevant anatomy. Specifically, we'll talk about the osteology, function of the patella, as well as the blood supply. As far as the osteology, the patella is the largest sesamoid bone and arises from a single ossific nucleus. As far as the ossification, males ossify at 4 to 5 years old and females ossify at 3 years old. The accessory ossification center appears between 8 to 12 years old, Remember that in a bipartite patella, a separate fragment is attached to the patella by fibrocartilaginous tissue. As far as the function of the patella, it's a fulcrum for the quadriceps, and it protects the knee joint. Remember that the articular cartilage of the patella is the thickest in the body, specifically up to one centimeter. And finally, remember that the patella enhances lubrication of the knee. For a complete review of Knee Biomechanics, look out for the Knee Biomechanics episode of the podcast. Moving on to blood supply, the blood supply to the patella is predominantly from distal to proximal. Six arteries contribute to the blood supply of the patella. From the popliteal artery, you have the superior lateral geniculate artery, the superior medial geniculate artery, the inferior lateral geniculate artery, and the inferior medial geniculate artery. From the superficial femoral artery, you have the supreme geniculate artery, and from the anterior tibular artery, you have the anterior tibular recurrent artery. Now let's talk about the classification of bipartite patella, and this is the south classification, which is divided into three types. Type one has an incidence of 5%, and the bipartite patella is located in the inferior pole. Type two has an incidence of 20%, and the bipartite patella is located at the lateral margin. And finally, type three has an incidence of 75%, and the bipartite patella is located in the superolateral pole, and as we mentioned previously, this is the most common type. As far as the presentation of bipartite patella, most patients are asymptomatic, and these lesions are discovered incidentally. Only 2% of patients become asymptomatic. Symptoms may include anterior knee pain or the knee giving way. Anterior knee pain can be from direct trauma, for example, a fall or a kick to the knee, indirect trauma or overuse injuries, for example, cycling or hill climbing, and anterior knee pain can be aggravated by squatting, jumping, and or climbing stairs. Physical exam may reveal localized tenderness over the accessory fragment, typically in the supralateral patella. You may also find a hematoma, quad inhibition, unusual patella prominence or a palpable defect, or a larger than normal patella. As far as imaging, recommended views on radiographs include an AP knee radiograph, a skyline view, and consider radiographs of the contralateral knee for comparison. An AP knee radiograph is the best view to visualize the bipartite patella. A skyline view is typically done in the prone position and is a non-weight-bearing x-ray. A skyline view in the squatting position is a weight-bearing x-ray and may show displacement of the accessory fragment. Findings on plane radiographs include smooth edges in the setting of a bipartite patella, which helps differentiate from a fracture. Weight-bearing skyline or squatting views can demonstrate an increased separation of the fragments compared with non-weight-bearing views in the prone position. Remember that 50% of these patients have a bilateral bipartite patella. An MRI is indicated for the assessment of a painful bipartite patella to determine if the pain is attributable to the bipartite patella. As far as findings, edema around the fragment may indicate that it's the cause of symptomatic knee pain. A bone scan is indicated for equivocal radiographs with a high suspicion for symptomatic bipartite patella. As far as findings, there's an increased uptake along the supralateral aspect of the knee. The utility of a bone scan, however, is somewhat controversial. As far as the CT scan, remember that this imaging will clearly demonstrate the fragment, but does not demonstrate edema. As far as histological studies, this may show interposed tissue between the accessory and main fragment, This interposed tissue is primarily composed of fibrocartilage, more commonly than hyaline cartilage, and keep in mind that the accessory fragment is avascular. Histology will also show that the adjacent bone is well vascularized and will have a scalloped surface with numerous osteoclasts. Treatment of a bipartite patella can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes rest, immobilization, NSAIDs, and physical therapy. This is indicated for most cases, and generally, non-operative symptomatic management is indicated for bipartite patellas for at least 6 months. Modalities of non-operative management include rest and restriction of sports activities, NSAIDs, isometric quadriceps strengthening exercises, immobilization with the knee braced in 30 degrees of flexion, and local corticosteroid injections. Non-operative management may be less successful in younger athletic patients, possibly due to non-compliance. Operative management can include open excision of the accessory fragment, arthroscopic excision, lateral retinacular release, vastus lateralis release, and open reduction and internal fixation. Open excision of the accessory fragment is indicated for failed non-operative treatment for greater than six months or in cases of a displaced fragment requiring reduction. Other indications include direct trauma resulting in the onset of pain or significant impairment in daily activities open excision of the accessory fragment is the most common operative treatment technique that typically has good results. However, keep in mind that this option may lead to poor results if there's a large articular fragment due to patellofemoral incongruity. Moving on to arthroscopic excision, this is thought to lead to expedited recovery and avoids disrupting the quad tendon. However, there's limited evidence to support this option, but there have been good results in case reports. A lateral retinacular release is indicated if there is a supralateral fragment to remove the traction force of the vastus lateralis on the fragment. A subperiosteal vastus lateralis release is indicated for a supralateral fragment to avoid a long lateral retinacular release. As far as an open versus an arthroscopic technique, there is a quicker recovery and less effusion noted in arthroscopic patients. An open reduction internal fixation is indicated for large fragments, however there is limited support in the literature, and this option is controversial. Some complications to be aware of include patellofemoral maltracking, effusion, persistent knee pain, quadriceps weakness, and osteonecrosis. Patellofemoral maltracking can be due to excision of a large fragment or lateral retinacular release, and remember that this may lead to patellofemoral degenerative changes. Effusion is another potential complication and may require arthrocentesis following fragment excision. Finally, you may see persistent knee pain following a lateral retinacular release. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, a 19-year-old male complains of a two-week history of knee pain after falling during a college basketball game. Physical exam is unremarkable with no signs of effusion or focal tenderness. In this clinical scenario, which of the following conditions would warrant continued reassurance and observation? And the choices are one, a dislocated patella, two, patella alta from a patellar tendon rupture, three, bipartite patella, four, sagon fracture, and five, giant cell tumor of the distal femur. The correct answer to this question is three, Bipartate patella. So if you have good situational awareness and know that we're reviewing this topic on bipartate patella, you should have gotten this question correctly. But to quickly review, the treatment of a symptomatic bipartate patella involves conservative treatment in the majority of cases. Bipartate patellas are normal patellar variants representing a failure of fusion. They are often confused with patellar fractures. Bipartate patellas are characteristically located superolaterally and have rounded borders unlike fractures. Patients with bipartite patellas may have similar findings on a contralateral knee radiograph. Atisok et al. looked at the treatment options for symptomatic bipartite patellas which can be a cause of anterior knee pain following trauma or a result of overuse or strenuous sports activity. Although most patients improve with non-surgical treatment, surgery should be considered when non-surgical treatment fails. Surgical options can include excision of the fragment or lateral retinacular release uhashi et al review the clinical features and classification of bipartite or tripartite patella they based their classification on both location and number of fragments bipartite or tripartite patella were classified by evaluating location and number of fragments out of 139 knees 115 or 83 percent were classified as supralateral bipartite type 16 or 12 percent were lateral bipartite type 6 or 4% were supralateral and lateral tripartite type, and 2 or 1% were supralateral tripartite type. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one is incorrect as a dislocated patella would require reduction of the patella and possible operative management of a torn medial patellofemoral ligament and chondral injuries. Answer two is incorrect as a patella alta from a patellar tendon rupture would require extensor mechanism repair. Answer 4 is incorrect, as a Sagan fracture indicates a likely anterior cruciate ligament rupture, and this would likely call for an ACL reconstruction in a collegiate athlete. And finally, answer 5 is incorrect, as a giant cell tumor of the distal femur would require further imaging workup, followed by biopsy, and possible surgical management. And moving on to the final question, a 14-year-old high school running back strikes his left knee on an opposing player's helmet during practice. He is able to continue playing for 10 more minutes before seeking medical attention. On examination, he has soft tissue swelling at the anterior knee and early ecchymosis formation. His range of motion was full and no palpable crepitus over the patella was noted. His knee is stable to varus and valgus at 30 degrees. He has a grade one Lachman examination and the medial tibial plateau is anterior to the medial femoral condyle upon a posteriorly directed force on the proximal tibia there is less than one quartile of medial and lateral patellar translation with a negative J sign. Radiographs demonstrate a bipartite patella in the characteristic supralateral location. What is the most appropriate next step in management? And the choices are 1. Magnetic resonance imaging for ligament reconstruction planning. 2. Immobilize in 120 degrees of knee flexion for 24 hours and return to play in 2 weeks. 3. Open reduction and internal fixation with intrafragmentary screws with return to play in 5 months, 4. Symptomatic treatment with return to play as tolerated, and 5. Long leg casting for 6 weeks with toe-touch weight-bearing precautions with return to play in 2 months. The correct answer to this question is 4. Symptomatic treatment with return to play as tolerated, So the patient has a benign exam and radiographs demonstrate a bipartite patella. No further evaluation is necessary and symptomatic treatment with rest, ice, compression, and elevation as well as return to play as tolerated is most appropriate. To quickly review, a bipartite patella has rounded borders and is usually located supralaterally and occurs in approximately 1 in 20 people. They are bilateral in 50% of patients. The vast majority are treated with symptomatic treatment. Uhashi et al. performed a level 2 study of 111 patients with bipartite or tripartite patellas. They found that 64% of the patients were asymptomatic at the time of bipartite discovery. In the 34% that were symptomatic, the most common presentation was pain at the separated fragments during or after strenuous activity, and the most common exam finding was localized tenderness over the separated fragments. Atisok et al. authored a level 5 review of bipartite patella treatment. They discuss that resection of the fragment is the most commonly performed surgical option and that interfragmentary fixation is not the preferred method of symptomatic bipartite patella treatment. That's all for this review of bipartite patella. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education.